your best lead generation sources then. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets show. Today we're joined by Christian Rockwell, who's a new agent, been in the business for only 18 months. So you might be wondering, what's he doing? on this show because this man right here has already done over 55 deals as a solo agent so he is more than capable of blowing up somebody's business by telling his secrets to success today we are going to be talking about how to start your career and build your brand strategies for getting listing appointments and the relationship real estate business and you got to remember this is a guy from only 18 months so all you, over 15,000 people, one of you listening right now, this is a guy, 18 months, 55 deals. This is going to be fire. Christian, thank you for coming on the show today. One of the newer agents we've ever had on, but definitely we've had agents who've been on. There's 50 deals as a solo agent. It's no joke whether you've been in the business, you know, two years or 10 years. Like it's it's no joke. You know, it's a lot of money to earn, uh, earn on your bill. So thank you for agreeing to come on. How are you doing, my man? Thank you very much for having me, Andrew, and I'm doing very well. And much like probably your listeners, I'm wondering what the hell I'm doing here as well. Because <laughs> 18 months ago, I um, I passed my, my state exam and I got my real estate license. And I thought, oh, excellent. I can be dangerous now. And uh, <laughs> I signed up with a brokerage and I bought myself a brand new MacBook Air. And I opened it up and I said, here we go. <laughs> And crickets. Absolutely <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> nothing. And I thought to myself, well, shit, this is not, this is not what I imagined what was going to happen. I thought my phone was going to ring off the hook. I even posted on Facebook that I was a realtor now. I even did that. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Nobody liked it. Except for me, oh, my no. wife. But but uh, that was about it. So then I thought, well, okay, this might be a little bit harder than I thought because on TV they made it look really easy. And, <laughs> <laughs> Selling sunsets, baby. I've yeah. seen that. I mean, I was waiting for the Lamborghini. Funny story. I did get a text message from someone on Selling Sunset two days ago, but that's another story. That's irrelevant. But but here's the thing. Um, yeah. So I, you know, go ahead. You know, it's funny about the show. I was going to say, Pete, Pete usually opens up our show for our, for our core audience and says, so take us back to your start of real estate. And it's like, it's only 18 months ago. So you can't have fucking forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I'm trying desperately hard to forget it because it, 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 it was painful, but one thing that I'll say is that there is no success without struggle. And everybody really needs to remember that every minute of their day. There is no success without struggle. You must struggle. And struggle I did. And I researched and I spoke to people who'd been in the business for a very long time. And I spoke to people who'd not been in the business for a long time. I got intensely frustrated. And by my third week, 
of learning about different things from the MLS to to different types of software to different types of things. I called someone and he said to me, stop, stop, stop. Just go out there and talk to six people about real estate. That's it. And I was like, okay. So I went out and um, I went to a community and I met someone who turned out to be the president of the board and I spoke to them and I built up a relationship. Now that didn't give me any right now business, but 11 months later I got a phone call and I ended up getting four listings out of just that one day's visit. The, wow. What I learned very, very quickly was that this is 100% a contact sport. You need to get in front of people. I see posts all the time on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else, people saying, what is the, your best lead generation source? Your best lead generation source is anything you choose to use to lead generate. Anything. Doesn't matter. People criticize Zillow. They criticize Realtor.com. They criticize open houses. They criticize everything. Everything is door knocking. No, they're all good. It's up to how you use it. If you don't use it, it's going to suck. If you use it, it's going to work. That's just it. And persistence, persistence. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We hear that over and over and over again. And so how to start your real estate career. Before we dive into the first topic, I'm going to cut you off. Yes. Because there's something that you said that I think is interesting, which is it's about it being a contact sport. And I think, and the other thing you said is about they all work if you do the work. Essentially, this is something we talk about so often on this show to people we work with, to agents in our team, all this stuff where it's like, we we hate cold calling, door knocking, not our jam. We obviously do social selling. We do online lead gen. Like that's our thing. Like we've done it for a long time. That's our core competency. That's how you know we coach people on it. We've run agencies, call centers. Anyway. It's like we know some insane cold callers like, you know, Brad, who's another one of the um, co-hosts on this show who who comes on um, at sometimes he built his whole business of cold calling. Like he's a hardcore cold caller. Mm-hmm. It's just like he picks up his phone. He'll do 200 dollars a day in his sleep. So 200 is nothing. And like. You know, and then he he switched over to online leads and like he's grown his business, you know, does over thirteen hundred deals a year now. So it's like a different level. Mm-hmm. But like he's he's just it's the same. It's like it's just a context. Well, I can think of like so many people like Walter, he's a cold caller, I fucking ate it, and he's just like, I love it. Every day I just get to meet new people. It's a mentality thing and like it's what you said is it all works. All of them work. You just gotta do the fucking work. It's about having a single point of focus. It's a, it's 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 effort in a singular direction that propels you forward. It's not effort in multiple directions. That's why when people go, time yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm going to do a bit of TikTok. I'm going to do a bit of YouTube, bit of Instagram. I'm going to call someone. I'm going to door knock someone. And it's like you've done like one of each thing, and you now wonder why none of it works. So you've got to compound your effort in a single direction, and then all of a sudden it's like. Hey, just stick to cold calling. It helps you to maintain focus. Now, you know, just on on that point, I'll I'll, um, back a little over a year ago when I first started, I actually managed to pick up a couple of buyers. So then I thought, well, shit, there's there's no houses for these people. What am I going to do? So that's when I cold called. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've cold called for a total of one and a half hours in my entire life in real estate. (laughs) In real estate, one and a half hours. And I borrowed somebody else's Red X to do it. 
and um, I got two two listings out of it. I kid you not. It so I know that it works. Why am I not making that part of my business model? Well, I've been busy. You know, I've been busy. If I'm not busy, I can guarantee you that I'm jumping on the phone and doing two hours a day and scheduling it in, into my day because it does work. I have a question. I have yes. a question. I want you to debunk myths right here, right now. Mm-hmm. For those that listen, you can hear, obviously, Christian has an accent. It's definitely partly British, <laughs> a bit of European in there. I want to know because, Pete, the amount of people that have said this to me, they go, yeah, yeah people listen, I people do business with you. Because <laughs> you're British, right? Bullshit. Have you ever actually closed a deal yeah. because you are British? <laughs> you know, um, it, it, when we talk about my first topic, I'm going to really touch on that in a bit more detail. But what I will say... Let's dive, dive right in. Let's dive right in. Okay. First topic, how to start your career, build your brand. Okay, well, let's uh, we'll skip to build your brand because your build your brand covers what you're talking about. It's about authenticity. No matter what your speech impediment, no matter how, what you look like, no matter how you dress, no matter what car you drive, no matter any of that bullshit, you've got to be authentic. If you are authentic, people will work with you. All right. People ask me, you know, I have conversations about brand. Okay. This Brilliant RE Group EXP, this pen that says EXP Brilliant RE Group, that's not a brand. That's branding. There's a difference. Brand is your mission statement. Brand is who you are. Like it or not, love it or lump it, accept it. Accept who you are for your flaws, your what you've got going for you, what you've got going against you. That is has to be your core mission statement. Now, your mission statement could be, you know, I want to make $50 million. I, it doesn't matter. My mission statement is more based upon reputation. I, my goal is to build and set a reputation based on some certain criteria that I've got. And I remind myself of that every day. And before I make any decision, it's based on my mission statement. That is my brand. That is my authenticity. That is my true self. And that is who I am when I come into contact with anybody. Is just my... Now, I'm I wasn't always like this. Back in my 20s, I was trying to be somebody else. Back in my 30s, I was still trying to figure out who the hell I am. Now that I'm, I wish I discovered it all earlier and had the confidence to just say, fuck it, I'm me. And that's it. Now, people are going to love me or they're going to hate me. I can't control any of that. But what I can do is just be me. And if somebody likes me enough, then they're going to want to work with me and trust me. And with that will come my reputation. And my reputation will be based on something which is real and true. Does, that, that, is, that is in regards to the way we speak. There are lots of people that talk like us, about 80 million of them. I wouldn't want to necessarily do business with all of them. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so all, all I asked is if you had one deal because of your English accent, I know. and you still haven't answered the question. <laughs> what I can say, what I can say, is people have said <clears throat> that they like my accent, 
And it possibly has given me the opportunity to present <laughs> myself or perhaps keep someone more engaged. Yeah. Perhaps. It, it, the, 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 the irony is it is a slight differentiator. Yeah. I don't think it's why someone decides to work with me. I think it might help to keep somebody engaged. <laughs> but then again, so can nice eyeliner. I don't know. <laughs> Peter, tell us, does nice eyeliner work? <laughs> well, listen, I think there's definitely a little bit of truth to it. So, <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I, I've actually just done a video um, on my YouTube channel. And it was all about building a brand. And the first point in the, in the video is actually to do with authenticity and identity. Because mm. it's about like who you are and what you stand for is like the first part of a brand. And it's the bit that everyone skips because they don't want to stand. The, 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 the problem with standing for something is you automatically push people away. Like intuitively, if you stand for something, some people will stand against you. That's the nature I of like the human race. Okay. <laughs> That is okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is okay. The, the 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 really kind of tangible example I give, and I just think this guy did so well. Is this guy called the Inked Realtor? I'm not sure if you heard of him. Everyone googling, but he's head to foot in tattoos, and it's like he obviously loves tattoos, and he attracts people that love tattoos, and like that's his whole brand is about tattoos, and he's like, let's ink a deal. His whole branding's around it, and I'm like. Most people would be like someone who's literally face covered in tattoos, everything wouldn't be able to be a successful agent, mega successful by all accounts that I can tell. And it's like, he stood for something. He stood out there. He's differentiated himself. And like building a brand as well is the single greatest investment you will ever make in your real estate career. Bar none, hands down. If you really double down on building yourself a brand, it's also an asset that potentially you can sell in the future, you know, for an exit, like, because a brand is a tangible thing. It's what brings you leads. One of the things that I always recommend, I'm not sure whether you do this, you might, you might not, but I always recommend against it is people use their brokerage emails and they shouldn't, they should have like, let's say it's Andrew sells Arkansas like you should always have your email as Andrew at Andrew Sells Arkansas. It should never be Andrew at EXP. It just, or Andrew at KW or whatever your email is. Because when you leave that brokerage, this is why people are so tied to brokerages when they shouldn't be. A brokerage should align with your goals and people get like sucked into it. The, the, that, that's If you have your own brand, you can go to Compass, you can go to Coldwell, you can go to EXP, you can go wherever you want. You will not lose any business. No that one gives a fuck. Exactly 100%. What I, I just started forming a team recently, and I was telling them the same thing. And the reason I don't have, I mean, I might have made some tragic mistakes. I don't know, but I don't care because it's me and it's authentic. But I, I don't have like the Christian Rockwell group. I don't necessarily feel it's fair, you know. So like if Peter wanted to join my my what I call a lead generation team as opposed to team. But if I were to do that, I wouldn't want Peter to walk around wearing my name on his shirt. That's not my goal. That might be the goal of some people, not mine. Um, you know, I don't think it serves Peter and I want to be able to serve Peter, but I want to maintain a long-term relationship with Peter. If I get him to wear my name on his shirt, I feel like that's going to be a very short-lived relationship. 
I agree. And I, and I'm, I'm not a huge – my my thing is, because clearly I have a face for radio, and I, I therefore – what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm not coming across as being braggadocious or full of myself or anything, because those things repel me personally. So, I mean – in most of my marketing nowadays, I use a stick man. I, I started using a stick man a long time ago because I just, uh, you know, because I, I'm like, they don't need to see my face. Some people will say that's a chronic mistake when branding yourself. People must see your face. But you know what? People are starting to recognize my little stick man now. You know, so I it, it does. pretty genius. I love that. It, I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. I love it. And and so, you know, th- but again, it's to your point. It's about authenticity and things that make me feel good. I did a lot of stuff in my life, Andrew, as I'm sure both you and Peter have done, that have made me feel awful because I have a particular set of skills like Liam Neeson, but mine are more along the lines of I can be persuasive. I can perhaps talk some people into doing things they otherwise wouldn't normally do. And I had to do some things that didn't make me sleep very well at night. Now. At this point in my life, I want to do things that actually do some good. Put those skills to actually help people and do something positive so that I can have some pride in my life. And yeah. um, and that's that's where my branding is all coming from on a personal level. Yeah. That that desire, that seeking for like absolute service for the end client is definitely a good reason that you've done 55 deals in 18 months. Yeah. It's that unequivocal like hey i'm just here to serve you and help you and if this isn't the right thing for you it's not the right thing for you like like it it, it's hard and it kind of the first part of this stuff was like starting your career as well all of us have been in that position i'm sure there's people listening right now whether you're in that position where it's like money's tight and like you need to figure out and there's that desperation people call it commission breath and it's like that's a real thing and and it sometimes it comes sadly from a place of desperation like you really fucking need that shit and like we've all been there for sure like it we didn't just magically wake up with uh, you know success and money but one of the things i would say is when you aren't in that position anymore like financial security in america is about 75 grand a year once you hit that point like most people that's kind of the average that they base out if you make 75k a year like you don't worry about money anymore basically unless you 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 know you're spending you're buying ferraris every week type deal but it's like you when you do have that position where you are doing you know 50 odd deals and like money you know you're making a decent six figure like multi six figure uh, like income it's like you can come from such a place of service the irony being that coming from that place of service gets you more deals <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, back back in 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 my early years of working in sales, I learned that there is no surefire way of failing than by being desperate. And the other thing about it too is that I'm naturally service orientated, but I am not. Perhaps it's my stage in life, but I don't think I ever have been. I'm not money orientated. As long as I can make enough. But I'm not, yeah. you know, greed is repellent, you know. And I also do another thing, which I think anybody listening who's starting out their career in real estate, do yourself a massive favor. When you get your first commission check, don't go and spend it. Put it back into your business. Keep growing yeah. a portion of it, not the whole lot, but take a portion and be disciplined about putting a portion back into your business. It's the only way you can grow your business. So 
Andrew, I wanted to talk about what I did that cost me absolutely no money to start my business. Because remember how I mentioned how I sat there and it was crickets, my phone didn't ring and yeah. I didn't know how what to do. And I didn't have money. I didn't have money to go out there and start buying leads or doing Google clicks or any of that stuff. So what I did was I... Uh, um, I did go down and I spoke to some people about real estate, but that, that business came a lot later. It was the 14th of February, 2021, and I held my very first open house. Now, it wasn't my listing. I called. Um, I found a listing that had been on the market for a while, like close to 30 days, which in that market was unusual. And I saw that the realtor representing that listing was from a very small boutique brokerage. So I thought, and also the area where it was located, there was no homeowner association, easy access. You know, it was in a price range that I think would attract a lot of people. So what I did was I put like 50 signs up and down the road, all leading to the house, um, uh, uh, little goodie bags with, you know, my name and number in them and on them and stuff like that. And, um, well, I, well, first, obviously, I called this person and I introduced myself as an open house specialist and uh, asked her if there was a way that maybe I could help her get some more showings to her home. And we made an arrangement. She said, yeah, sounds good. Went and met with her and away we went. Um so I found uh, this place. I put out like 50 signs. I had, and then I got all set up and I was terrified because I didn't think anybody would come. I didn't think anybody would show up. Well, that very first day, I got 24 leads, if you will 24, a mixture of sellers and buyers. Now, I only closed on two of those leads that I got from that first day. But that's two closings, about $800,000 worth of real estate from one day's work, from one day's work. Now, people can say, you know, doing the open house thing, you get a whole bunch of unrepresented buyers. I think it's a very good idea to build some good relationships with uh, perhaps lenders that, that reflect your brand and that you get along with very well, because they might not be qualified today, but in six months time, they will be. And when they are qualified, they're going to work with you. Um, and and that that is how I, I started with very, very, very little money, very little money. I mean, we're talking a couple of hundred bucks. Who can start a business so, with a couple of hundred bucks? So Christian, I got a, I got a question for you. Yes. What do you think you did differently than the actual listing agent when it came to getting that many people through the door? Um, I mean, 24 people in a house that's been crickets. No, no, tw 24, 24 leads that I got. Leads. A um, lot more people came. But we're talking signs. Location of the home is imperative. The location is important. You have to make sure that you... Um, you have to make sure that you choose an area where you're going to get that type of traffic. Don't don't be silly and try and get a million dollar house down the road. Okay, people, you're not going to get the same type of traffic. You need within whatever your your area is what the most in demand type of price point is going to be. The sweet spot. You need to find that. And don't forget, you're just starting. You need to build your reputation before you can start playing around with the million dollar real estate and all that stuff. So just, you know, keep it humble and, and just get 
get as many clients as you can to start working. Because once you start working with clients, there's a knock-on effect. There's momentum. You know, you not only do you start getting referrals, but I picked up a listing through doing a showing. Because a lady came out and said to me, are you the realtor? I said, well, I am a realtor. I'm not the realtor, but I'm a realtor. And I'm currently showing a property to somebody else. And then she said to me, I, I want your card. And I said, okay, here's my card. Three days later, this man calls from Brazil and he says, my wife told me I have to list my house with you. Just like that. I don't know. That was a terrible accent, but just like that. And then I thought, what the shit is this? Okay, great. This is fantastic. And that was from showing somebody real estate. So the contact sport thing, if you're just out there every damn day doing it like crazy, you know, and stop, stop looking at, stop focusing on your losses, you know, because I could turn around and say, well, 23 of those leads were crap. No, I focus on the fact that I got two good ones. You know, I had somebody in our brokerage say to me, uh, Christian, I want to come door knocking with you and I want to see what it is that you do. And I said, absolutely. And that's the other thing. Before the open house, two days before I go and knock on every door until I can't anymore. But um, so I, it was one of my listings. And um, I said, to her, sure, come along. You can come and see how it is. And there, uh, the first house we get to, first house I go to knock on, on the door. And there's a big picture of a, a gun on, on its tinted windows, a big white gun. And it says, don't worry about the dog. The owner will shoot you or something like that. And she's like, you're not going to knock on that door. I said, of course I am. So I knocked on the door, right? The guy opened the door. I said, hi, look, don't shoot me. <laughs> I said, we're holding an open house this weekend, just two doors down. So if anybody blocks your driveway or causes you any trouble, here's my card. You know who to shout at. And that was it. And then he said, uh, okay, okay, thanks. Uh, how much are you selling it for? I said, 570000 He goes, oh, okay. Hey, hey, I, I might be thinking about selling my house. I said, great. Selling it is easy. Piece of cake. The thing is, you need to know what you're going to do with the money once you sell it. Once you figure that out, that's when you're ready to sell it. And I'm still trying to leave. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And one more thing. So we had a little bit of a chat, and then we carried on. A couple of days later, he calls me, wants to meet him, and I'm listing his house in two weeks' time. <laughs> Best. Well, I want to dive. Uh, hopefully, you haven't another, just... Doors. I knocked on another 100 doors down that street, and nobody else has chosen to list their house with me. So what shall I focus on, the one that I got or the... The other hundred doors I didn't. I focus on the one I got. And every single open house I've ever done has gotten me at least one deal. All right. So, Christian, I'm going to have to buy you lunch and come door knocking with you. But before we go down that path, yes. what are you doing at the open house and what are you doing after the open house to get those two transactions or just, you know, two clients and pick them out of the 24 leads that you've got? Well, here's, uh, look, it's, it's back to what Andrew and I were just talking about. It's just about being authentic. Well, you know, when yeah. people come in, I am not a furniture salesperson at Rooms to Go. I'm Christian. I, I don't give a toot whether they buy the house or not. I'm not there to sell them the house. I'm there to build a relationship. I've been invited to weddings. I've been invited all sorts of stuff. I come purely from a place of contribution. I don't even use a sign-in sheet. And everybody says I should use a sign-in sheet. Never have done. This is what happens. Somebody says to me, 
yeah, well, okay, thanks, you know, as they're leaving. And I, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll make some comment, something um, that'll, you know, usually it's it involves me ridiculing myself to make myself a bit more uh, accessible. But, you know, then I will start to talk to them about what they are looking for. And then I don't say, can I have your phone number or, Andrew, can I get your email address? What I'm going to say is like, well, if something comes up, do you want me to like send it to you? Would you like that? And then they say, you always, yes. And I said, great. What do you prefer, text or email? Yeah, I like it. And then Andrew will say, well, you know, I prefer email. Okay, great. What's your email address, Andrew? And he'll tell me. And then I'll say, and what's your phone number? Well, he's already given me his email address. So he's not going to lie. And then I write it down. I actually look for a pen and it's authentic because I can never find a pen. So I'm like looking for a pen. I'm looking for a piece of paper. It shows that I'm putting some effort and it's not contrived. That that comment, you know, when they're leaving, mm. if you're brazen enough, if, it'd be something like, <laughs> so thinking this, I think it'd be like, They'd be like, yeah, bye. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. Have you, have you seen me on OnlyFans? I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, wait, what? I'm, so like, I'm sorry, just fucking with you. It's, they're, they're never appropriate. I mean, I, yeah, I've said things like, oh, you guys are together. And then they'll be like, yeah. i like, holy shit, how'd you do that, Andrew? You know, silly stuff <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh, what the hell are you doing with him? Or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it all just depends on what's appropriate. But I, I, whatever it is, my intention in my mind is I do not want them to buy that house. When I meet clients for the first time and I show them property, I don't want them to buy the house. I just want to build a relationship with them. That's it. And I want it to be honest and a little bit of fun. But I also am professional and I want to be knowledgeable and share whatever it is that I know. But that's not my primary objective. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 